Parsha Shlach, we know the main topic of this parsha is the Muraglim, who went were sent to spy in Eretz Yisrael, and they came back, and they're accused of saying Lashon Hara, right? They, they spoke negatively about Eretz Yisrael, and Chazal tell us, look, they only spoke Lashon Hara about a something uh, inanimate, about Eitzim Ba'avonim, about the land of Eretz Yisrael, and look how terrible that worked out, and what ter- terrible ramifications and punishments came as a result. So you can only imagine how bad it is to speak Lashon Hara about a human being. And the first Rashi in the parasha says that they failed to learn a lesson from Miriam. The end of last week's parasha, Miriam spoke about Meshur Abenu, and she was uh, humiliated, and she was punished as a result, and they should have learned a lesson from her, and they didn't. And they, they, they spoke Lashon Hara nonetheless. So I have a question that's been bothering me, and I've been looking around for an answer, and I haven't really found the question directly addressed. But here's the question, this is really bothering me, that if you look at what they said, they came back from their trip all around there to Israel, and they said a number of things, uh, but almost all of them were about the people who live in Eretz Yisrael. They almost said nothing about Eretz Yisrael itself. They speak mainly about the difficulty in conquering Eretz Yisrael. They say their nation over there is mighty, they have fortified big cities, there are giants there, they tell about the Amalekim and the Yevusim that live there, which were very, you know, terrifying nations. Then Kalav quiets them down, and he insists, no, we will be able to conquer Eretz Yisrael. And then they counter, no, we won't, they're stronger than us. And then they continue to say, this is possibly the only sentence in their whole speech that has any kind of reflection on Eretz Yisrael itself. They say it's an Eretz Eichelas Yeshveha, which literally means it's a land that consumes its inhabitants, which Rashi explains that they saw a lot of funerals. So they said there's something going on there, people are dying. Uh, which Rashi explains really it was for their benefit and they misread it regardless. But that's the only thing that they say that can be directed at Eretz Yisrael itself. Otherwise, they're just talking about the evil and the powerful and the how difficult it'll be to conquer and how, how we'll be killed and, and we can't do it. They're just talking about the people in, in, in Eretz Yisrael and how that the Jews won't be able to overcome them, which essentially is nothing to do with Lashon Hara. It's just a lack of emuna. It's a lack of bitachin. They didn't have faith in HaKadosh Baruch Hu. They didn't think that they'll be able to do it. But why is it Lashon Hara? Again, from their whole speech, there's just maybe one half a Pasuk that is some, saying something about Eretz Yisrael itself. And when you see that when the Jews pick up the cry and they keep continue to, they, 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 they start crying about it, they say the same thing. They say, why, are you, why do you take us out of Mitzrayim to bring us to a place that we're going to get killed, our wives are going to get killed, our children are going to get killed, we can't do this. And Yeshua and Kalev, where they try to, 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 to calm them down, they say, we could do it, Hashem is with us, don't be afraid. It's all about, will we be able to successfully conquer Eretz Yisrael, or won't we be able to successfully conquer Eretz Yisrael, which is an Amunah and Bitachin discussion, which it most certainly was, but where's the Lashon Hara? We know it's all about Lashon Hara, and we learn all kinds of things about Lashon Hara from here, but there was seemingly no Lashon Hara. What, what did they say already about Eretz Yisrael? Very little. About Eretz Yisrael itself, they didn't, they didn't seem to um, denigrate it at all. They didn't humiliate it, they didn't say how bad it is, they didn't talk about it. That wasn't the discussion. It was just about, could we conquer Eretz Yisrael or can't we? So this was bothering me a lot, and I would like to find a safer that actually discusses it head on. But here is a, a thought that I had, which is, I think it's a good thought regardless, um, but perhaps it answers the question. The thought process I had was like this. We know that, that good and bad are very relative things. They're contextual, subjective. Uh, one person, when they're thinking about a, another person, so they might look at that person 
and they'll focus on their positive qualities, right? And they won't let one particular character flaw color their whole opinion of the person. And they'll think that that's a, she, uh, he or she is a wonderful person. They have so many good qualities. They're such a great person to be around. And they won't even notice the one particular char- character flaw that that person might have. And, and some other person might zoom in on that flaw, and that's all that they see. All that they can, they can't just get, they can't get past that. That's all they see about that person. And in their eyes, that person is a bad person. And the, and the same thing is with an inanimate object, a house, a car, a community, a place to live, right? You might ask someone, is that place a good place to live? And that person will say, oh my goodness, the traffic there is terrible. The commute is crazy. And another person will say, the commute, that's how you describe this community? It's a friendly community. It's a great community. It's beautiful. It's taken care of. There's no crime. And the only thing you're thinking about is the commute, like, doesn't even... That it didn't even register on the person's mind that that's something to care about. This, the community has so much else to offer that, yeah, okay, you have to suffer with the commute. Big deal, right? That's just a, it's a, it's a minor annoyance. So when, when uh, the Miraglim came away from Eretz Yisrael and all they could gripe about is how hard it will be to conquer, effectively they were passing judgment on Eretz Yisrael and they were saying it's just not worth the effort. They dismissed all the amazing qualities of Eretz Yisrael, all the inherent Kedusha, all the Ruchniyas, the Avedis Hashem that could potentially gain there, and all the mitzvahs and the Beis Amikdash that they would build there, and all of its amazing physical qualities. It was an Eretz Zavaz Chal of Edvash. It was an amazing place. Uh, 31 kings all went and bought themselves a little piece of steak over there in Eretz Yisrael. Everybody wanted to live there. And all they saw was, oh my gosh, the traffic is terrible and the bus system is crowded and crazy. That's all they could talk about. Now, of course, we're talking about a lack of Amun and Betachem, but clearly, they had the capability to understand Hashem had wiped out Mitzrayim with ten Makis and by the Yamsuf. They had already overcome Amalek in the Midbar. They, didn't, they knew they didn't have that much to worry about. They could rely on a Kaddish Baruch Hu, but what they recognized is that to fight that war, to overcome Eretz Yisrael, it would take a tremendous amount of... Uh, uh, they had to exert themselves tremendously, both physically and in Ruchnius, which means they would have to constantly be working on their Amuna and Bitachan. It would take a tremendous amount of work in a very literal way for them to successfully conquer Eretz Yisrael, and then coming back and t- trying to discourage dis, uh, Klai Yisrael from doing it, where they were effectively ignoring all the good about Eretz Yisrael, and just focusing and zooming in on the difficulty it would, there would be to conquer it. So they were passing judgment, essentially, just by omission, just by focusing and zooming, on, on the ba- and zooming into the bad quality. That but was the greatest Lashon Hara of all. And this is a tremendously important lesson when it comes to Lashon Hara in general, that Lashon Hara begins way before a person opens up their mouth. The, the Lashon Hara is already done by the time a person opened up their mouth. It has to do with how we're looking at other people, how we're looking at other communities, how we're looking at, 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 at the world around us. Are we zooming in and focusing on the good qualities and judging people that way and disregarding any negative characteristics, or are we zooming in on the negative characteristics? Rav Nissen Alpert is one of Talmidim of Rav Moshe. He had a profound insight in the Pasik, famous Pasik in Tehillim. Miho Isha Chafetz Chaim. Who is the person who desires life? Oyev Yom Leres Taiv. Who loves to live days and, and see good. But Natarla Shain Chamera, he should hold his, his, uh, his tongue back from saying evil things. So he says, where do you put the question mark in this Pasik? We typically put the pas- the question mark like this: Who is the person who desires life? Who is the person who wants to see good? Question mark. Answer: You want to know how to do that? So guard your mouth from speaking evil. 
He said, no, that's not where the question mark is. The question mark is much before that. Who is the person who desires to live? Question mark. Answer. He should sit to love everything around him and he should be seeing good. If that, he makes it his business to see good and to see, to focus on the positive and to shy away from the negative, he will then prevent himself from speaking evil and that's how he will successfully overcome speaking Lashon Hara. So that is just a beautiful insight that the, the job, the avoida of, of protecting ourselves from speaking Lashon Hara begins way before that. It's the work of seeing things positive, focusing on the positive, not letting the negative overwhelm our judgment and, and color how we look at something, how we understand something, and, and how we relate to something. And that was essentially what was wrong here with the Miraglim. What they did, what they did wrong, uh, what their Lashon Hara they spoke about at Yisrael was simply the fact that they, all they could talk about was the difficulty in conquering Eretz Yisrael and simply ignored all the great things that they were about Eretz Yisrael, where if they would have truly appreciated Eretz Yisrael, then that would have overwhelmed everything else, and that would have made everything worth it. Just as Yeshua and Kalev told to Kal Yisrael, Eretz Taivahim Ma'id Ma'id, it's a wonderful land, don't worry, HaKadosh Baruch will make it happen, and it's worth the effort we put in to, to, to conquer Eretz Yisrael. Have a good night and a wonderful Shabbos.